You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If you are not subscribed, hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. We want to thank all of you who are joining us on this journey, who are each week uh, listening to our episodes and catching up on old ones. We want to say thank you for riding with us, for listening and for supporting this podcast. Eddie, how are you feeling today? Today is always a great day, like I always start off saying, but the reality is, you know, to pull back the blinds a little bit, it is not even 9 a.m. in the morning, um, and we're recording this episode uh, because it's getting to that time of year where our schedules are transitioning. We're getting out of our summer schedules, starting our fall schedules, work, and kids going back to school and all these other things. Um, So you kind of got to bob and weave and figure it out and make uh, room where you can um, in order to accomplish the things that you need to accomplish throughout the days good thing for me is i am morning bird early bird whatever you call it i like to wake up early as it is uh so doing things like this isn't a struggle for me but i know that there are people that to just peel them off the bed before 9 a.m is a big struggle for them yeah i mean i don't know if that was a personal attack but (laughs) i am definitely that person (laughs) Uh, i am not a morning person um, as you can tell, I'm still struggling to wake up my voice, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's but uh, you got to do what you have to do at the end of the day, right? So I think we this is something we usually talk about on here because again, our schedules can be so crazy and the things that we're involved in, where you need to make room for the things that you really prioritize and things that you that matter to you and things you like to do and things you want to do and are involved in and having that flexibility is a uh, very important right if you want anything you do to be successful mm-hmm. right or have longevity so um it's a principle that i think you know again can be applied to just anything that you do that you know you'll have those moments where everything is smooth sailing everything's yeah. going great and then you'll have those moments where you're gonna have to you know shift your schedule around shift certain things around and really make things work i mean even for us we uh you know, there are so many things going on that if we really didn't value what we're doing right mm-hmm. now on this podcast, we could just easily be like, all right, we need to take like a six month break <laughs> or we'll come back in the summer yeah. or we'll come back around Christmas time, you know, when we have some time off and all of that. But, you know, this is something that we value, something that we uh, care for and we make the time for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, things that you value, care for, there's so many people in our lives, right, that we... Uh, that we love, that we care for, that we cherish, right? And, um, you know, recently we just had my dad's surprise 50th birthday party. Yep. And, um, you know, it was really fun, really nice. But I don't know about if you've ever planned a surprise birthday, a surprise event, a surprise dinner for someone, but I don't know if it's just me, but I found he was just extra suspicious. (laughs) Asking a whole lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom was like, you know, he's asking me so many questions where I'm going, what I'm doing, why. 
He's literally asking, is this for my birthday? Was this for my birthday? You know, like yeah. he was one of those. Um, but man, the amount of maneuvering, <laughs> the amount of lying you have to do, <laughs> the amount of repentance and asking for forgiveness that you have to do <laughs> afterwards. Uh, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah. You know, so my question to you is, have you ever had to like plan something yes. that was a surprise for someone? And yeah. were they truly surprised? That's the other I think question. so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So two part question. Yes, I have had to. I believe they've been fully surprised. I think the most difficult thing that I find um, is like I remember this one thing I was planning. Um, I think it was for the baby shower for our second son. Um, and my wife was under the impression we weren't doing anything. And it's, we were working on a surprise, but she was like in her feelings about how dare you not try to plan something <laughs> for me, um, you know, and it's like, no, I'm working on it. I just can't tell you. Yeah. Um, so I, what I've learned is you have to have a decoy. That's the biggest thing I've learned. Like you sure. have to have like a fake something happening that they think is happening, but that's not really it uh, because they may be like, like your dad may have felt like, yo, they're really not planning a birthday for me. Like it's my and 50th. The, well, the thing is too, that this was a whole week before his actual birthday. Yes. So yeah, that yeah. was the other good thing that I think yeah. he didn't suspect uh, the fact because it was a whole week earlier. Um, but also to what you're saying, you have to make sure that whatever storyline you're going with, yes. everyone's on the same page. Oh yeah. That's so we thing. found ourselves in certain moments where it was like, my mom had told him something you know, in reference to like something she was doing with me, but like she hadn't told me yet. So he's telling me about something that she told him. And I'm like, yeah, you know, just kind of going along with it, hoping yeah, he doesn't yeah. ask any more questions or like dig deep into that. Uh, but, you know, that's another thing, making sure everyone's on the same page. Um, everyone has the same storyline. Yes. You know, another thing that usually, you know, when it comes to like surprise parties is just hoping that everyone gets there on time. Oh, yeah. To the party so that by the time the guest come, you know the, the guest the of honor yeah, yeah, yeah. comes uh everyone is there and it's not like you know people walking in mm -hmm. as they're pulling up or you know just it's super empty and everyone comes in afterwards you yes. know yeah no i i think you know there is definitely a lot of work and a lot of maneuvering uh that goes into surprise parties birthday parties or any type of thing um that you can think of and but at the end of the day i think it's always the payoff that that's worth it you know when you see the person's face they're genuinely surprised hopefully if nobody spoiled it um and you know that they're able to have their moment i think it's always the great thing they have been instances where people mess it up for you yeah um and the lord have mercy on their soul yeah. because of all the work we put in and then you went ahead and texted them that i won't be able to make go. it to your surprise birthday party right <laughs> Which has happened. Uh, um, but I think at the end of the day, when it works out, it's definitely worth it. And even when it doesn't work out because people are just being knuckleheads, um, it's still worth it. Yeah. I mean, even on the, the yeah, on the invitation, we had to put like at the top, like, Shh, it's a surprise. Then yeah. like join us for like a surprise birthday party, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of crazy. Another thing, just with parties in general. Yeah. Right. Um, that we're talking about. This is no shade. <clears throat> Whoa, no shade to any of the individuals who uh, did not RSVP to you know that party. We talk about you, but the RSVPing situation. Yes, right. Uh, whenever you have people that you know that you say RSVP by this date or yeah, to yeah. this person, um, I don't know. I think people. I don't know what it is. Like I they think don't. 
RSVP, but they're showing yes. up. No, that's a problem for me because I remember particularly for your dad's birthday party because we wind up announcing and this may be giving a little bit too much information, but it's part of the the, the, the fun of it. When, uh, the Sunday that we announced it at the Sunday service, you guys weren't here. Yeah. And the person that announced it was like, make sure you RSVP. But they're, you know, but then they made a comment like, you know, if but if you don't RSVP and you show up, we'll make room for you. In my head, I'm like, no way, Jose. I was like, they show up. I'm telling them you cannot come in. You yeah. did not RSVP. And I think that the reality is until somebody takes that stand of, oh, you didn't RSVP. You cannot come in. People will not RSVP. Yeah. Like somebody has, like they have to feel the embarrassment of showing up to a party that you really had to RSVP in. And they didn't. And them being like, yeah, you can't come in. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. We don't have a seat for you. Until that happens, people will always be irresponsible it's and, true. and just show up whenever they feel like it. It's true. I mean, we had people like the day before saying like, oh, no, yeah, I'm going with mm -hmm. like their four kids. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's a whole five that's a seats, whole table. six that's, seats. Like, are yeah. you kidding? You know, so again, and then when you come down to like tables, like tables have decorations and centerpieces and things. Yes. And, you know, I went to a party one time where there were these individuals that said they weren't going and um they showed up mm -hmm. with like you know and again it's not like just one person it's like four of them that yeah. show up and there literally were no seats for them mm -hmm. and uh the individuals hosting the party literally had to get up and give them their seats oh no you know so situations like that it's like you know let's avoid that awkwardness and let's just be responsible i think that's what it comes yes. down to um you know just being responsible and considerate of the people throwing uh the yeah. party yeah yeah i believe i definitely responsibility is key as an individual even if you're someone who because there are situations where it's like oh i gotta figure out a babysitter i gotta figure out this or that communicating that to the person yeah. you have to rsvp to is important as well whereas yeah. like listen we really want to go it'll it'll maybe be five of us or it'll maybe be three of us depending if we can get a babysitter i'll let you know by x date or whatever mm -hmm. and following up on that as well to be like yeah. listen i can't make it did you get people not come to your wedding that said they were coming i yes i did yeah i have an aunt who <laughs> i should put her on blast right imagine <laughs> <laughs> who did not um but i didn't have the opposite i didn't have people show up that yeah. said they were not yeah, yeah. gonna show up yeah, we had um, like two or three people that didn't show up yeah. um all from the same clan the same family yeah um but yeah, we didn't have any just like surprise yeah, walk in no. guests, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you know, if you get anything out of this short uh, conversation, just you know, remember, <laughs> be responsible. Let's RSVP, yes. responsible. You know what? Because at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is that there's so much that when you're planning a birthday party or surprise party that you have to put your energy into. The last thing you need to do now then is spend hours texting people or reaching out to them. Listen, I haven't heard back from you. Are you coming or not? Because that affects my table plan or how much food we need to order, whatever. Um, but I, I really do think, um, and it may be real grimy of me, but sometimes you got to get grimy like that, is there's just going to come a point where somebody's going to show up to a birthday party or a wedding or whatever, and they're going to think they're going to be able to stroll on in <laughs> with their cute dress right. or their nice shirt, and they're going to be melt, met by, a, oh, no, sorry, you can't come in, and they're going to feel real crunchy. And I think that's just what it doesn't come down to. Listen, this world is uh, it's a crazy place, man. It's a crazy place. People are, you know, not only not RSVPing to parties, but they're also like walking on milk crates, <laughs> you know, and creating these pyramids. Um, you know, there's this latest trend that I mean, I think it's at the, its tail end. But yeah, yeah. 
but what's funny is that in researching like the milk crate challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, someone did this ten years ago. Yes. And posted it, you know, them doing this. And apparently he made a staircase. This was like in June, you know, 2011, mm-hmm. made a staircase uh, with milk crates and mm-hmm. he fell, injured his back. Like it was a whole thing. A whole um, but even at that time, it didn't really pick up traction. Yeah. Now, with the generation and time we live in where everyone wants to, you know, hop on a trend and start yes. a challenge and, yeah. you know, go viral. So many people are doing this challenge yeah have you seen anyone personally that you know doing no it? they I, I wasn't say thank god no i should not say that because then later i'll go <laughs> online and i'll see right, right, bobby right. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um no 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 i haven't seen anyone personally do it and i mean at the end of the day the reality is that this is not something that's new what's new is that like you said it's a trend it's what's picking up it's what you're seeing on all social media platforms and stuff but the reality of people putting a couple of crates together trying to build the optical obstacle course or do something like that is not a new thing what's new now is that it's a big thing where yeah. they're building these really tall um structures and people getting creative you have people trying to eat while walking up the crate you have people in heels yeah. trying to walk up the crate you have people doing dance like it's, it's they're getting a little bit more adventurous uh with what they're doing and at the end of the day my feelings about it is yes i can sit there and be entertained by it a hundred percent Especially if somebody falls very dramatically. Uh, but, you know, it's just one of those things. That's just what's happening. You get those people that fall and you know they got hurt. Yes. Then you get the people that fall and it's like they're walking like nothing happened. But deep down, you're like, no, they're in pain. <laughs> you know, like your back hurts, your shoulder hurts, your arm hurts. You know, it's just crazy because every like I've just seen a few people who have done it, who have fallen like from the top. Yeah. And I just it brings me back to when i broke my arm and like falling from like you know a simple like uh monkey Monkey bar Mm -hmm. and just the pain that that was initially when i fell on my wrist i fell on my wrist like crack like (laughs) they can't see you they can't see me i'm doing a whole you know situation (laughs) here but i fell on my wrist and just that feeling um you know, it hurt. And I can just imagine some of these people, you know, breaking bones and stuff. And apparently um, that's been the case. There yeah. have been people that have, you know, uh, I guess people in in the field, right, have been saying that they've been seeing many injuries as a result of the falls and people coming in, yeah, um, yeah. you know, with broken bones and all of that. So definitely uh, don't just don't. Just yeah. Don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get I get it. I get the appeal of it being funny or being fun or just being like one of those dumb things that you do just you know for the fun of it um but you with everything you always have to you know wait out the risk and reward is it worth it if you get all the way to the top and then you fall like a pretzel land on your wrist and then now you have a broken wrist i don't know is it worth it was it worth it maybe to the individual it was uh to me you will not catch me trying to climb up these crates um because i will be the person to fall like real crazy and break 36 bones right, right. um you know that's just that i just feel it i'm just like nope i'm gonna stay away from that but other people may may do it so but just because it's a trend and just because it's all over social media does not mean you have to um and i think that that's something that people have to learn how to negotiate within themselves to be like all right that's cool i saw it it's funny or i found it entertaining or i find it dumb whatever your your stance on it is uh but being okay with being 
being okay with not engaging in it just because it's the new thing that's trending. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that goes again for so many things. Just because something is super popular doesn't mean you have to be involved in it. Doesn't mean it's good for you, right? So uh, definitely, you know, yesterday I was on a walk with my wife. And as you're walking, there were like a few of those crates just like on the street. Did you in think the about it? Bar. I'm like, no, I didn't think about it. I'm just like, <laughs> who was trying, you know, like I'm thinking somebody went and tried to pick up crates and these uh-huh. fell out their trunk, fell out their car. <laughs> you know they were trying to do i'm just like you know people they're really going in but hey you know like you said i think uh just people want to hop on the wave on the trend and this is just the next thing you know to do yeah I so get it. um you know i had sent you earlier this uh this video this article um that i had seen i came across um his name is emmanuel i think his last name is ocho uh pronounced that way and he had little wayne on his on his youtube channel talking about his struggles with mental health yes and uh you know in the conversations a really cool conversation obviously you know there's some language and stuff in there but uh he opened up about his attempted suicide um at the age of 12 Mm -hmm. and uh you know he kind of talks about you know and recounts kind of the whole story how you know what he did and how he did it and you know how he pulled the trigger and actually like you know did shoot himself and you know had to be you know rescued and like all of these things but it was you know a conversation uh surrounding the importance of mental health and how he knew he was mentally unstable Mm -hmm. around the age of 10 Mm -hmm. um and you know later on he said he kind of reached that that breaking point but one thing that i found interesting in the conversation was um his acknowledgement of god throughout all of this right so you know there were several moments in the interview where he expresses um you know that he knows it was god that Mm -hmm. has protected him that has kept him all of these years and you know has kind of basically kept him alive um he also expresses how even today he uh prays and Mm -hmm. he prays every day he says and he says that it was something that his grandmother had instilled in him you know to do um you know and just listening to that conversation um, kind of gets me thinking on the idea of these individuals who may not be walking with God, right? Mm-hmm. We know his music. We know what he does. We know the, you know, the themes and topics in his music, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we know, obviously, it's not in alignment, right, with a, a Christian lifestyle or mm-hmm. pr- biblical principles and standards and all of those things. Um, and I think it's easy for, you know, a believer, or a Christian who reading this or seeing this to immediately go to that thought, right? Like, oh, my God, here he is talking about God, yet this is what, you know, he, he sings about or raps mm. about and all this stuff, you know? Um but there seems to be this, you know, acknowledgement that he recognizes that God is the one that has kept him and recognizes that, there, you know, he's the one that kind of, you know, continues to keep him. And that's why he prays every day. This yeah. principle that, you know, his grandmother had taught him. So, again, it opens up the conversation of these individuals that aren't walking with God, but acknowledge God and know that God is real and have the boldness to actually say it. You know yes. what I mean? Like he didn't hold back the minute, you know, Emmanuel asked him that question. He said, God. Like there wasn't no thought there wasn't like family or, you know, friends or, you know, the people around you, like his first response was God. Yeah, I think that we I think the idea of God is something that is an easy subject 
to speak on. You know, you see a lot of times uh, celebrities or whoever, they're getting an award. And the first thing is, I have to thank Jesus or I have to thank God for, you know, allowing me to get this gift or, or this award and stuff. Uh, so the idea of speaking on God or acknowledging that there is a God um, is something that I don't think it's difficult to say uh, because especially a lot of these individuals have had in one way or another whether it be a direct relationship with the Lord and then they went on their own journey or with like for example Little Wayne who had a grandmother who was a believer um, and in her way in one way or another she instilled this belief and this idea and this uh, reality that there is a God and there is such a thing about faith and there is a such thing as heaven um, you know I did find very I, what I did like about his conversation and a couple of things he said was his transparency about being at a young age, understanding that there is something off within yourself, um, but then also realizing, especially um, because of his environment and the people that he was surrounded with, um, that he didn't have anyone that he felt open to speaking about it. You know, he speaks about how he couldn't talk to his friends about it because he still wanted to be perceived as cool. Um, and this idea that a young person isn't able to really share the emotions or how they're feeling with people because afraid of being judged is something that is actually really real and doesn't only affect young people. It affects everybody um, in general. He couldn't speak to his family or friends about it because his mental health wasn't a topic of conversation. He didn't even know how to gauge it. Like, is this really a serious thing that I'm going through or is it not that big of a deal? Because in reality, in comparison to my uncle Tommy, who dealing with x y and z like he didn't have those things as well so the idea that from a really early age he was struggling with all these things and because he didn't feel like he had any resource to tap into um to find relief or help or whatever support you know he decided to do the ultimate thing um which is something that we do not encourage i just want to say that uh from the jump you know so if there's anybody that's thinking about it do not pull the trigger yeah do not jump do not take the pills do not do whatever it is don't do it it is not worth it um but we see that by the grace of god although he actually went a hundred percent full through with it uh you know he does speak about his experience and how god is the only reason why he's still alive to yeah. this day because he should have been dead at 12. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, there's still power in that acknowledgement and in that statement. And I think that there are people who, you know, may find themselves, like you said, in similar situations mm -hmm. and, you know, look up to him. Right. Mm -hmm. And look up and listen to his music, connect with him and all those things. And, you know, hearing an individual you look up to kind of reference God mm -hmm. and accredit God to, you know, keeping you alive and, and sustaining your life. At the end of the day, you know, in an un, uh, I guess you could say conventional yeah, way, there's a seed being planted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. kind of just that uh, that opportunity that someone has to really, you know, dive into who God is and what God can do. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as a believer, kind of, I think it's, you kind of said this a little bit as well. It's very easy for someone who quote unquote walks in the faith, quote unquote, has a relationship with God uh, to see a situation uh, like the Little Wayne situation or anybody's situation um, who is in a quote unquote believer and be like, oh, that's so convenient. That's so very convenient for you to tap into God whenever you feel like it. Um, and I think that it is very convenient, but I think that God's love and his grace is so 
bountiful that it allows for those conveniences to happen that even though someone who may be living a lifestyle like a little Wayne or whoever um, that doesn't align with the lifestyle that God would love for us to be living that if they ever found themselves in a situation where they had to reach out to him he is available for them. Um, and that is the gospel that we should be preaching about, not the gospel that is you have to fulfill these 33 requirements first in order for you to be able to have access to that type of love of grace. It's like, no, God's love and grace is so bountiful that you could be living the most craziest life. And when you find yourself in a dire situation and you reach out to him, he is available for you. Does that mean that now you're going to go live a crazy life and just tap into it whenever you want to? No, because each one of those decisions do have their consequences. But as believers, we should not be sitting back and criticizing um, someone because of their life choices and they want to be upset because God stepped in for them in a moment of crisis. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think also the idea um, that when we watch things like this, I think oftentimes, uh, you know, we forget that even though, you know, this wasn't a uh, faith based interview and yeah. like a, a church sermon or something, there's still so many uh, principles that you can take out of these conversations and these interviews um, and that's a, a reason why I like you know watching these things like even I think I referenced a few weeks ago like Kevin Hart's podcast he had like you know he's had a few celebrities on there just talking about their life and mm -hmm. their upbringing and things like that and like you said you just be so surprised to find out how many of these people who are in the public eye who have this fame you know either grew up in church grew mm -hmm. up you know uh, hurt by church grew up you know confused mm -hmm. and all these different things and um you know it allows people like us or people like our listeners who are involved in ministry or involved in their church or you know in some circle of influence even at their in their home or their family to recognize some of these things right mm -hmm. and even the idea of you know um children who may struggle with like you said just you know you know, feeling like they don't fit in, feeling like they can't speak to anyone or they can't vent to anyone. Um, it's just something very important to be aware of these things yes. and be aware that, you know, it could be that, you know, your child or your nephew or your niece or someone like that um, may have a lot going on in their life that they're not talking about, That's you know, very true. and finding the opportunity and finding the way to talk to them, mm -hmm. you know, and it's so sad. Like I, I know of certain individuals who, um, you know, have had certain family issues happen in, in within their family and certain things like that. And, you know, it seems like they don't want to they don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's like I remember asking one of them, you know, have you spoken to, you know, so and so, you know, a close relative of the individual? And it was like, yeah, they're they're fine, though. And it's not really affecting them. And, you know, hearing that, it's like if I'm just observing yes. and seeing and I feel like, yeah. you know, something's up or something's not right. Like, you know, you, mm -hmm. which are in proximity and close proximity to them, should be able to pick up on that, yeah. too, you know? And I think it's just, again, having those hard conversations that, uh, you know, it's difficult. It's yes. difficult to, you know, go to that place. Yeah, and I think a part of that is also being able to remove your ego from the equation because I have seen that a lot as well where I'll approach someone who's really close to someone who has a really strong relationship with someone and be like, hey, I've noticed that so-and-so is a little off or is there anything going on with them or whatever, you know, because I think you have a strong relationship with them. You'll be able to have a good conversation and, you know, a conversation where they will be able to be honest or transparent. Um, and the times that people have been like, oh, yeah, no, I really haven't. Yeah, I've been praying for them. Um, it's kind of like, thank you for praying for them. 
but like you literally see them every day and you haven't asked them how right. are they <laughs> it's kind of and like what's going on with that we make things super spiritual yeah like i understand but not everything is that deep too you know what i mean like you can well, go no. up to someone yeah. and just start off with like how are you doing like it doesn't have to be this whole like god sent me no here. yes yes i had six yes. dreams and two visions about the. <laughs> you know what i mean like you can just ask someone how they're doing yeah. you know what i mean and be there and um you know kind of go down that path right yeah, and ask god to lead you you yes. know with the right words yeah absolutely all of that. yeah that's where the spiritual part comes in which yeah. is like lord give me the words to be able to not only address it but also like they can feel your presence in this conversation as oh well. yeah absolutely that's the spiritual part of it or whatever um not whatever but that's the yeah, spiritual yeah. part of it but you know when i was making reference of removing your ego from the situation is that people don't like to be put in uncomfortable situations because it makes them feel uncomfortable to have that conversation with us with a right. person even though that person is in dire need need of that conversation that person is in dire need of being acknowledged that person is in dire need of someone noticing that something is off but because you feel that doing that will put you in an uncomfortable position you don't do it that is very selfish and that's why i say you have to be able to remove your ego from it because sometimes you do have to put yourself in a situation where it's like okay i'm gonna have to maybe pry or like really like have a conversation with someone that i've never had with anyone before but because i love them or because i value them I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Um, and, you know, and that goes for friendships. That goes for family relationship, parents and their kids, brothers, siblings, cousins, and all of that, where sometimes you have to have conversations that make you feel uncomfortable for the benefit of the person who is struggling. Yeah. And literally, that's what uh, this, you know, Emmanuel series is called Uncomfortable Conversations. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, he brings on different people. But just again, that idea of you have to have the necessary conversations. You know, when mm -hmm. we had Priscilla on a few weeks ago, we spoke about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Having those difficult conversations with friends and having to, you know, share things and, and say certain things. And, you know, it's all in your approach, your delivery, how you go about it. But at the end of the day, um, if you really care for that individual, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Then you would do the work you have to do yeah, in order to then make that situation not so uncomfortable for you. Yes. You know what I mean? So if there's something you need to do first or someone you need to talk to first or something you need to fix and resolve mm -hmm. first before going and diving deep, you'll do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Before, um, you know, having that conversation. But I just think it's super important, um, you know, just hearing his story and, and, how it wasn't, you know, he wasn't talking when he was 23, when he was yeah. 24, he was 10. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think oftentimes we just, we, we underestimate, mm -hmm. right, the, the thought processes of, you know, children. Yep. And we underestimate their emotions and their feelings. And we just think like, oh, they're 10. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I think today's kids who are 10 years old are really like 17. <laughs> no, I <laughs> think, it, it, I think back when I was, disposal. I think when I was back at 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. I was I mean, 17. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that it's just always been this assumption of kids are kids. They're playing with toys. They don't have anything going on in their life that is that serious. Um, but in reality, they actually do. There there are a lot of kids that live in the beautiful bubble of childhood, yeah. of oblivion, where they have no idea what's happening in the real world. They're just playing with their Barbies and their toys and stuff like that or whatever. Uh, but then you have other kids that are a lot more perceptive, that are dealing with things that they shouldn't be dealing with at, at an early age um, that nobody has any idea of. And sometimes people just, they just like pigeonhole them into, oh, they're just, they're different or they're eccentric or no, they're a lot more mature for their age. Or, you know, they, they, there's a lot of different labels that people put on kids that don't fit on that 
child bubble thing yeah. um, that really dismisses whether or not they should be checked in and just to see how they're doing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything tragic happening in their life, uh, but sometimes kids need to feel validated. They need to feel understood. They need to feel cared for. They need to feel like there is an open line of communication where if they had something going on in their life that they would feel comfortable to speak to you about. Yeah, and even the ones that may seem like, you know, they're so innocent and have no worry or care in the world and, you know, they're so, uh, like, disconnected from, like, evil, right? <laughs> Still check in. <laughs> Still yeah. check in and, uh, you know, have the conversations that need to be had. I mean, so today we we started with surprise birthday parties, RSVP. <laughs> uh, don't do the milk crate challenge. Don't partake in that. Um, and have the uncomfortable conversations that, yes. you know, need to be had. And, you know, I think once, you know, you you have that first uncomfortable conversation, then you have the second and the third. Mm -hmm. It begins to get easier. You know what I mean? And I think, um, you know, again, it just takes that first step for you to to experience that. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And I think that, you know, no matter how comfortable, you know, and I and I and I look at it from a perspective of a parent with their kid, you know, because I know parent kid relationships where they're like super mega open super mega comfortable there they talk on the phone 24 7 with their mom or with their dad and all that stuff um but the reality is that there are topics of conversation that are not you know they're off the table they do not speak about those things even though they talk every day even though they're in each other's presence every day um and you know there has to come a point especially if those things are affecting the individual where you kind of have to have those uncomfortable situations be like okay I think we need to talk about this. Um, and, you know, it's all for the benefit of the individual because sometimes the most simplest thing as speaking about it is all that they need. Absolutely. So we want to thank you for tuning in today for this episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to remind you um, to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to us on Spotify, hit the follow button. Leave that review. Leave that rating if you haven't done so already. It definitely helps us out and we appreciate that. Be sure to stay tuned. We have episodes with special guests that are coming up more conversations and things that we just pray will bless your life yeah so once again thank you for listening to the god life culture podcast that's god God life Life culture Culture. until next time see ya bye